Welcome to the NBA 2K League Show, GG's, here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We're your source for NBA 2K League coverage each and every week, here covering the best of the best, not the rest of the rest. Hail Mary Malin, Song Merlin on the open. Tonight's action, B5 against the Legion in reverse sweep fashion. Duck leads Knicks Gaming to a sweep against Pacers Gaming. Lakers and Sav trying to fight fire with fire against Heat Check. Primetime matchup a week after the turn finals. Raptors Uprising versus Kingsguard Gaming. And T-Wills Gaming versus Hornets Venom in the late game. So much more to come on NBA 2K League Show. GG's, let's dive into the opening game of the night. Blazer 5 versus Cavs Legion. An 8-0 run in the Cavs Legion 12-4 lead only two minutes into game one have caused V5 to call a timeout and discuss the game plan. Solid first quarter by Cavs Legion and defensively keeping B5 to only 10 points in that first frame, 17 to 10. Offensive struggles continue as the second quarter here is underway, 22 to 13 Cavs Legion as Doja drains the three. Tough go for B5 through 12 minutes of gameplay. Must be the Hot Pockets. Cavs Legion walking off the virtual hardwood with the halftime lead, 36-28. Mama has 15, but you know he'd rather have the lead. Doja and all hail Trey in double figures each. Now, B5, they're able to cut the Cavs Legion lead early in the beginning stages of the third quarter. But it's Strainer. He's green in a three with only a few seconds left, and there is six minutes left now in this game. 51-39 lead for Cavs Legion GC. The lead now grows to 14, but Mama has his own green three, and you have to believe if B5 is going to make a run, the time is now. Cleveland in full control on their way to win, but not before Larry and Trey are both on takeover. 67-58, the final here at Cavs Legion take game one. Now, game two action, great start for B5 as they have their work cut out for them, and they're now in a reverse sweep or bust series win option 20 to 14 with a minute left here in the first quarter b5's up walnut on his badge in the early going he's perfect from the field three of three seven points six rebounds b5 scores 26 points and leads at by 12 after the first quarter scoring touch was found by b5 in game two a minute 24 remaining in the first half and they're up big 48 24 halftime score 50 26 now dominant third quarter and Cleveland is absolutely reeling only 12 points from Cavs Legion in the third and maybe all those hot pockets in game one are starting to take their toll 70 to 38 and this one's looking like a b5 win as game two goes to the team from Portland 84 67 and we'll see a third in deciding game we are six minutes now into that final game of the series and Cavs Legion are cold B5, 20, Cavs, 11. Doja, though, he's doing all right, 7 of 12, but the rest of Cavs Legion is only 4 of 14 and only 1 of 8 from downtown. That just isn't going to cut it against B5. Cavs will need to come out of halftime with some changes if they want to avoid the reverse sweep. 39, 24, B5 through 2. Now, more of the same. B5 leading the pace here in the second half, and simply Cavs Legion don't have what it takes. Series goes to B5 and a sweep, and treat for everyone here listening on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We're going to tap into a phone call here with Lavish Phenom calling in the Dash Radio studio lines, and you can also call the studio lines yourself, 818 821 0777. Let's talk to Lavish Phenom. 
Dash Radio Studio Lines tonight, NBA 2K League Show GGs. We are joined by Lavish Phenom of Blazers 5 Gaming on the studio line. Welcome to the show. I appreciate you having me. Lavish, uh, before we get going into the series, because great team win, by the way. Congrats. Hats off to you guys. Let's talk about the turn tournament because it was obviously you know tons of action last week, but you guys were involved in one of the most, if not the most exciting series of the tournament. Game three, final few possessions. Mama misses basically two great looks from three, right? <laughs> you had to believe those yeah. were dropping in. Oh, I mean, uh, of course, in the moment, I'm thinking those, those shots are going to drop, but unfortunately they did And, you know, the rest is history. So I don't know if you could hear me, but could you hear me screaming, he's blinking? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, in the studio, though, no, that, that, that would have been, been amazing. That would, that's a game that you want to watch in the studio. Yeah, you know, and, and we'll talk about that, too. And, you know, maybe we'll just jump into it right now. I think I ask everybody that joins us on the call-in line about the difference between this season, remote play. And granted, we are so lucky and fortunate that we have this ability to, you know, be watching competitive esports, you know, filling that gap between, uh, you know, live sports that, you know, the fans want to listen to. And then really you guys getting a chance to go out there, compete for some dough and and really just compete in general, right? It's a, it's a good escape from all of the social justice issues that we're dealing with, whether it's COVID. I mean, sports is that outlet that I think many of us share as a commonality to sort of just pause on all the stuff going on. Right. Yeah, sir. So sure. let's shout out the squad, Lavish. You know, Mama, he's been on the show. Walnut's been on the show. But, you know, we've got Majestic and Slim. Those guys, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on some of your backcourt mates, you know, Mama and Majestic being those two. Uh, talk to the audience here about what Mama and Majestic are bringing to the table <clears throat> week in and week out. Uh, I actually love that you brought up uh, Majestic and Slim because at the end of the day, you know, it's the, the faces that uh, Mama and well enough, but it's five players make a team. Even more, more than five players, but five of us play the game and five of us win and lose together. And I think with Majestic, he hasn't been gained uh, the respect that he's that he has deserved this year because he's played shooting guard, small forward, power forward. You know, win, lose, or draw, like he he's played all three positions and he's played them efficiently. So he needs to uh, he needs some respect. And not just that, him playing shooting guard, I think is a perfect fit because. Him and the dog just have that chemistry, you know. On and off the court, they have that chemistry. On the court, he knows where the dog likes to go. He knows when to wrap, and things of that nature. And he's just now really starting to play that role. So I think that's why a lot of people don't really see it. But he's still not the role perfectly as you can see today. He just scored thirty in our in our last game. Yeah, been a fantastic uh, addition to that starting five B five roster. And you know, you had mentioned majestic and slim. You know, there's. It's pretty typical that NBA 2K League rosters around the league, the point guard, center, you know, even in you know traditional NBA, you know, those guys are getting a lot of fanfare, right? And to your point, it's five guys makes the team. That's who you're riding with. And, and Majestic, Slim, even yourself, a guy who's been with B5 all three seasons, you know, what's it mean for you knowing that B5's really had your back for all those years? Well, me, I'm a big person on loyalty. You know, like, at the end of the day, like, Portland didn't have to draft me season one. I was a nobody. They interviewed me. They loved my interview. They took a chance on me. And that, that sticks with me to this day. So I'm a big dude on loyalty. And like I said, I will I'll ride and die for my guys, you know? 
we could go 0-16. At the end of the day, I'm riding and dying for my guys. I love that mentality. And, and loyalty is everything because if you don't have that, what do you really have? Yeah, now, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Exactly. So we talked about remote play. How much do you think that's really impacted your guys' season? Or, you know, again, everyone's sort of dealing with that <clears throat> same deck of cards. But I'd like to hear your thoughts on remote gameplay. I'm going to be completely honest with you, and this may seem a little egotistical, and you could take it whichever way you want to take it, but if we were in the studio this season, our record would not be what our record is. You know, I honestly feel like we have a group of guys this year that would go to the studio and, like, replicate what we had last year, but we will obviously win more tournament games. But season one, we went 12-2. and Season two, we went 14-2. This year, what, 6-7, you know, like, as a fan of the league, you you can't sit here and tell me that the remote gameplay don't don't play a part in our record. And I truly believe in my heart, if we was playing uh, on stage the same way the Raptors have taken over the league, that would have been up this year. I I don't take it you know in a in a you know a negative light at all. I mean, I think it, you're you're spot on in terms of just really depicting how valuable that in person and sort of that different vibe, that the pressure, the real pressure of looking your opponent straight in the eyes, hearing them talk, feeling, no. it, feeling it when you miss, feeling it when you're making a run, that, that's real momentum. I mean, you get a sense of momentum watching the gameplay, no doubt, but it's different, no doubt. And, and I've talked with, you know, we talked with two players basically every night, and more or less that same sentiment's echoed. The one thing I always talk with guys like yourself who are veterans of the NBA 2K League is – how wild it is knowing this entire rookie class have yet to experience that. And then not only that, you're going to jump into season four and and hopefully we're all able to see gameplay back on the main stage that you're going to have two essential rookie classes diving into the NBA 2K League without that stage presence. Yep. Isn't that a wild, I mean, that's a wild thought, right? No, absolutely. And And I can't wait. I honestly can't wait because this year, one of the biggest things which is like, for me, I'm looking at it kind of sideways. There's a lot of trash talk going on on Twitter, which we haven't seen in the last two years. And there's a lot of confidence. And me, like, I respect it. You should have confidence in your game. But there's a lot of, like, oh, I'm the best this. Like, I'm really, like, a dog. I does this, whatever. But it's a, it's a different story on stage. And anybody that has played on stage for the last two years can tell you that. Regardless of whatever, it's a different kind of energy. It's a different atmosphere on stage as compared to playing all up. Now let's let's talk about the series tonight. So you guys, you know, Cavs, Cavs Legion, right? They're coming in, and before the tournament, they dropped a game. And I had been talking with Strainer. Strainer was on on the week prior to that about how important it was for them to string some wins together because they didn't have many losses. They had, you know, really it wasn't because they played so many games, but they they were good in the loss column. But now back to back losses for them, they're in big trouble playoff wise. Puts you guys in a good position. Ultimately, a big win in Game 2, forcing that deciding Game 3. Talk me through your thoughts as you had to know the team really needed to respond after dropping Game 1. Well, uh, well, Game 1, the way I see it is because in my eyes, there's no such thing as a loss. You know, there's a learning experience and everything. And this whole week, like after we lost, quote-unquote, lost to the Warriors, right? I feel like we made a shift as a team. And this whole week, like, during scrimmage or whatever, like, we've been playing outstanding, like, defensively. We've been playing for each other. You know, like, uh, people call the swing or whatever, like, shrinking the floor, everything of that nature, right? And then game one, we went away from that. 
And even though we played a good defensive game, game one, it just showed us that we didn't even play the way we've been playing all week. So going into game three, game two and game three, it's like, yo, if we play the same way we've been playing all week, the same way we played against the Warriors, like, we're going to dominate them. And it happened game two and game three. So that game one loss was sort of like a wake-up call. Lavish Phenom tonight on the Dash Radio Studio Lines, Blazers 5 Gaming in the house. Now, Lavish, before you go, you talked about, you know, there's there's no losses. They're just learning lessons, right? And that great mentality to have. I would love to hear your thoughts. I talked with Walnut uh, the week prior to the turn uh, on, a, on a Pacers. You guys had beat Pacers Gaming. And right. we were talking about sort of your guys' first ever losing streak and dealing with the adversity of of some of the the team's you know losses this season you know most successful team in the league record wise over the first two seasons what's your takeaway on that learning lesson or do you really consider this much adversity or do you know I would love to hear your thoughts on this uh well honestly I look at it as what is stressful as hell like anybody would tell you like it's a stressful situation to be in it's something that we have never experienced and that's why I think we really needed to go through it because you don't really know what kind of team you are. You don't know what kind of person you are until you go through hard times like that. And us going on the losing streak, you know, we lost more games than we should have, honestly, and that's because our mindsets were wrong. We lose one game, we lose two games. We lose two games in a row, something we never experienced. It's like, what the hell was going on? That ends up stringing three, four, five, six games in a row. And then I see it as like, we, we needed that, you know, to build some grit. Because us as a team, we didn't really have grit. But we showed grit today. Against the Warriors, we showed grit. And that's something that any championship team needs. Even if you look back to season one, the Knicks, they had grit. Season two, the, the T-Wolves, they had grit. And this year, you know, I feel like that that uh, that string of losses has helped build our character as a team. It's helped build our grit. Great sentiment. You know, I see that type of thing as there's really a fork in the road. you got two paths to take. One... You can, uh, you know, put your work boots on and get back to it. Or two, you can just succumb to the pressure and say, here we go. And I promise you, I say the same thing, the same exact thing. Uh, great stuff. You know what, Lavish, I, hey, we're going to end on that, man. We're going to jump back into the NBA 2K League show, GG's. we got a big slate of games here, five games going on tonight. And I'm going to get back to the listeners. Lavish Phenom, at Lavish Phenom on Twitter. Make sure you add him. Grab the squad while you're there, at Blazers5Gaming. We are the NBA 2K League show. GG's more after this. Pacers Gaming versus Knicks Gaming opening quarter here as both teams are really playing ahead for the NBA 2K League's final tournament of the season, The Ticket. It was the Pacers who started strong as they dropped 20 in that first six minutes of action, 20-13 to through quarter number one. Pacers play a solid first half of 2K, and they lead 34-30 behind Swizzers, 12 points. The team is also 5-8 of eight from three. It's Knicks Gaming's turn to take control as Duck and Malik are finding a rhythm. And this was close in the fourth quarter, 52-48. to Pacers will get left in the dust as the second half, and specifically the fourth quarter, is all Knicks Gaming. A 46-25 final 12 minutes of play, and Knicks Gaming will be that Game 1 winner. 76-59 the final. Game 2, Knicks with a quick start, and they kick take control early, only three minutes in, 11-4. Duck has 12 points, and that is more than the Pacers can say as a team. Knicks 22, Pacers 10 after one quarter here in Game 2. Pacers had an early run in the second quarter, but the Knicks have got things back on track. 
32-25, but Duck commits a clear path foul, and Pacers only go one of two from the line by Nate Call. Halftime score, game two, 34-28. And the Knicks star rookie, Duck, has 20 points through the first two quarters. Kankar Rob, he's perfect from the field, 4-4, and he's in a center battle with Wolf from Pacers Gaming. What felt like Knicks Gaming beginning to walk away with a serious sweep, it was Pacers Gaming having other plans. Here we are in the fourth quarter, and it's only a three-point lead for Knicks Gaming, 62-59. Duck with a big-time three in the face of a defender, a minute 36 left in Game 2, 65-61. Knicks call timeout. The lead is now down Again to three, 68-65, under a minute left. Bohio had a clear look, but that shot's just offline. Pacers gaming needed it. Duck with a crab dribble in a cold-blooded green, 71-67, and that's GG's. And lucky for us tonight, we are going to tap into that Dash Radio studio line, and we're going to talk with center from Knicks Gaming. Can't guard Rob on the Dash Radio phone lines up next. Dash Radio studio lines open tonight. On the telephone, joined by Nick's Gaming Center, Can't Guard Rob. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. Happy to have you. Fantastic team win tonight. We're going to dive into that series. But first, Rob, since you're first-time caller here on the NBA 2K League show, GG's, I thought let's take the listeners back to you know what it was like walking across the stage. You are one of two first-round draft selections by Nick's Gaming here in Season 3. And talk to me about that draft process for you. Well, draft process was like amazing to me. Um, being able to meet almost everybody that I've been playing against for a long time in the uh, community, about three years, um, having us all come together and get drafted as um, as one. So feeling like them flying me out and stuff like that. I've, I've never been to New York before. Them, uh, the league flying me out was my first time. Uh, the experience was great. They took care of us. Everybody was what I expected. Um, one of the happiest moments of my life, actually. And I'm thankful for the league to give me that experience to be drafted. Great stuff, Rob. Now, I want to hear what it was like for you coming into the season with, with Duck, right? A lot's been made about you guys, point guard and center combination, you know, star rookie and duck for Knicks gaming, you know, top center here with, with yourself. What's it like been coming into this season with him? It's been, it's been good. I actually enjoy playing with that. Is, um, this year, the gameplay is a little different than what I'm used to. So it kind of took me a while to adjust, which, you know, now I feel like I'm actually getting to where I need to be, which is, you know, kind of, kind of bad because number 15, like I should be playing better than what I am. But Duck, me and Duck, I feel like will be a great duo once I actually get fully right. I want to drill in on drill in on something there, Rob. You had said, you know, there, is it the remote play that's maybe you know a little bit different for you, or what? What's kind of your takeaways on on what's what's maybe been a slower start for yourself, or you know what um, maybe has caught you off guard? Well, it's the it's the mashing part. Like um, the mashing part wasn't really that's something new to my game that I have to involve in. Um, you know, so much of playing the paint better instead of playing lanes because coming in playing retail and stuff like that, I played lanes. The remote play, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm playing at home. I mean, I feel like I play better in person. That's just personal with me. But uh, the remote play definitely has somewhat to do with it. Um, I mean, yeah, that's really it. I feel like 
once I got drafted to the league, it was a whole different gameplay than what I've been used to. Yeah, great, great insight there, Rob. And, you know, I think that's what our listeners here of the NBA 2K League show, GGs, that's the stuff they love to hear, right? You know, that's that inside information coming straight from the source. You yourself playing center for a big time win here tonight. Nick's gaming in the house now. Kankar, Rob, on the phone lines. You're playing this season jersey number seven. Is that just simply lucky number seven, or do you have a story behind that? Um, well, number seven. Um, it goes back to uh, Melo, Carmelo Anthony being one of my favorite players. Um, I had a couple numbers in mind, but uh, number four was one of them, and Malik. You know, him being a veteran on the team, he got to pick first, so. It was out of number four and number seven. And um, number seven really just goes off my favorite player, basically. It was Carmelo Anthony at one point. So. Now, you mentioned Malik, and let's take a second here. Shout out the team, right? Duck, point guard. You got Big Ram, who is playing tonight, shooting guard. Malik at small forward. Haas is in the rotation now at power forward. And, of course, yourself at center. Uh, Rob, I have to ask, why do teams leave Malik open? I mean, I don't it's know. kind of a joke, right? But, uh, but I really, mean, though, sometimes I just chuckle at how open he is. Sometimes it's like I don't understand why people leave Malik. He, he rarely misses. Yeah, it, he's he's green a lot of the times there. And and let's let's talk about some of these other guys, right? So like Big Rim, uh, Haza. How important have they been as it's sort of rounding out your guys' starting five? Um, very important actually. Now that we you know kind of changed up our defense a little bit. Um, you know, how's the guard to pick and roll at with the power four and me coming up the corner. It's um those us three right now are is like a unit. It's, we have to be as one and Haza is a very good communicator and he kinda like leads the defense all around. Let me know what I'm doing wrong. Letting Rim know what I'm doing what well, letting Rim know what he does wrong. Same with, you know, Rim and Rim does the same thing. Rim will let me know if I'm going too early or you know, if I'm not playing the wings right, you know, we all kind of communicate with each other all around. So us three right now is a big part of us rounding up to uh, the playoffs and the ticket. Can't guard Rob on the telephone lines tonight. Nick's gaming. Before I let you go, Rob, just a couple more quick questions for you. Let's talk some center play, all right? NBA 2K League is absolutely loaded with elite centers. What's it like for you each and every week playing against really the best of the best the world has to offer at the center position? Uh, being honest, I mean, it was totally different from when I played them in retail. Like I said, the 2K League, is I felt like it's a totally different game than what retail is. Like, a lot of these elite centers have already been, you know, mashing and stuff like that for years. Mashing is, you know, when a, when a center go down there and he's pump faking a couple times and, you know, getting people up off their feet and knowing when to go up and knowing when not to go up, like, it's totally different from retail, and it shows. I've played a, a couple of these elite centers, and sometimes, you know, it's more of an even battle, but you can see the difference in the matching. I've just not experienced that yet. I want to make sure everyone leaves here tonight. They're add you on social media, at Rob on Twitter, and be sure to add the Knicks Gaming on Twitter as well. Rob, thanks for taking the time tonight after a big Knicks gaming win. And we'll get back to the show here. More on NBA 2K League Show. GG's after this. Great time talking with Cancard Rob from Knicks Gaming. 
And let's get into some more NBA 2K League action. Lakers Gaming, they're going to be up against Heat Check Gaming. Lineup changes. That's the news in Miami. Glenn Raddy, the Heat's first round selection this season, not in the starting lineup. It'll be Shift A getting the nod at point guard. Sab, he's smelling blood in the water as he's got the Lakers Gaming team up in front, 20 to 9 through one. Hotshot, though, he's on a takeover just before the end of the half. Four point game after a 21 14 second quarter by Heatcheck. It's Lakers, though, with that halftime lead, 34 30. Big news of the half is Sav scoring 30 of the 34 Lakers gaming points. And it's Sav. He's really got it going on here in the second half. Lakers gaming out in front by 10 points here in the fourth quarter. And that's how this game will end with that same 10-point margin. Game one going to Lakers gaming, 67-57. Shout out to Sav with a career-high 50 points. Dweck, big-time stat line from him. 11 points, 18 rebounds, 7 assists. And shout out Shifte. First start at point guard, 23 points for him in his heat check debut. Heat check now turning it around in game two, a hot first quarter start, and heat check are cruising 23-15. New point guard, no problem at all. Hot shot leading his team at halftime, 42-34 is the lead. And it's hot shot and peroxide, both with 10. It's a lower scoring third quarter, and this seven-point heat check lead Feels like 15, but Lakers Gaming need to remind themselves a few buckets, and this thing's all tied up. Unfortunately, it's not the case. 78-65 as this one goes final, and Heatcheck forcing that deciding Game 3. Raptors Uprising versus Kings Guard Gaming. Marquee match of tonight's slate of games in Week 11. And I'm just going to fast forward right to... This close game one, 55 all in a huge game one for both teams. There's three minutes and 23 seconds left. Now, shots, he greens a fade in the Raptors uprising. They're only up by one, 62-61. And here's where it gets crazy. It's a shot clock violation by Kenny. Big mistake with 2.7 seconds left. Although, Raptors uprising does get the win, 64-61. And... You have to look at this. Shots, he just can't get that final shot off at the as the game comes to an end. You know he wish he could have had a chance there. But nonetheless, it's Kenny with 32 and sick with that double-double. Really, we're going to get into this game too. And it, this was probably my favorite game of the night, if not going to be the week. It's going to be a great start for Kingsguard. And they're really putting themselves into a fantastic position here as they need to get this game to win. 27-20 Kingsguard. And this one goes into halftime, 37-33, where Kenny and Bash, they're both playing fantastic. Under two minutes to go, 66-65. Six on his badge, okay? Now, Kane, Kenny got work. He's on a takeover. Badges all over the place. Legit and Kenny both on badges, but it's Dad Boy shots with the ruthless corner three in its green. Next possession, Kenny. He slams it home. It's all knotted up at 70. Huge Yusuf rebound, and it's Bash, the successor for the three. Kenny now slams one home. Raptors uprising only down one. 73-72 Kingsguard. Bash, though, goes one of two from the line, and the Raptors have 10 seconds, only down two, and Kenny drops it off to sick, and this one's tied. It's going to overtime. <laughs> Gotta love it. 74 all in this game, too. Now, overtime action, Timely. He crabs his way into a three. Big time shot by Timely Cook. Tied at 77. Really elite gameplay. 
being showcased in this matchup. Raptors force a turnover, and Kenny with the stop and pop from deep 80 all. That forces double overtime. 80 all, double OT. The second frame, though, just does not go Kingsguard's way. You know this is not how they wanted it to happen. 10-0, or excuse me, 10-2 quick Raptors uprising start after a Kenny corner three. Uprising will definitely put the pressure on Kingsguard. Kingsguard really makes this one interesting as this ball game ends. 92-89 Raptors uprising in a thriller double OT series sweep over Kingsguard Gaming. More to come. T-Wolves Gaming, Hornets, Venom, GT. Game starts off with a sweet give and go that leads to a bear-to-beast dunk. 10-9 T-Wolves Gaming first quarter will end 13-9 T-Wolves. Second quarter action. JoJo hits a green from the corner. T-Wolves still leading the pack 33-26. Venom GT now down at halftime by 7. 35-28. Snubby, he does have 16 points. And this thing's all tied up here in the fourth quarter as there's five minutes left to play in game one. Venom GT up one with 20 seconds left. It's Feast, though, on takeover. Expose will go to the line for free throws. He makes them both, and they're up three. But it's Big Saint with a critical three to tie. 7.9 seconds remaining. Amazing, amazing ending in here. T-Wolves Gaming win this one in an absolute thriller. Feast goes off for 22 points, 22 rebounds. And he actually secures the steal that forces the ball up court, finding Bear the Beast, game over, 70-68 to 68 final. Here in game two, T-Wolves, they're going to come out strong, but this game's ultra competitive, 33-29 at half. T-Wolves gaming, really doing work on the boards. You got to shout out Feast for that because he is that rebounding machine in the paint. Bear, 25 first half points for him. He's 10-15. to 15. Snubby, not doing so well here in game two. 10 points on 5 of 15 shooting. No, he's going to want to be coming out of the gate strong here in the second half. But a low-scoring affair. Here in the third quarter, minute and 45 seconds left, all tied up at 41. JoJo on his badge looking to hit some threes. But it's Bear to Beast doing some work in the paint, trying to keep the T-Wolves gaming team in this to earn the series sweep as they desperately need a win to stay relevant in the playoff hunt. Hornets Venom GT looking to play spoiler tonight. This is Aaron Groshan, and thank you for listening tonight on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We are the NBA 2K League show GG's. I'm letting B5's lavish phenom pick the song tonight, and we're walking it off to some Big Sean, Bigger Than Me.